This is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of FE Church, and this is our podcast. All right, so who in here has a job? Most hands, that's what I figured. So how many of you know that when you are in a certain job, well, before this, I was in electrical, for example. And, you know, I'd go to the people and maybe we'd have a discussion about the pipes on the ceiling. But no one really gets it. But when I get with another electrician, you know, I can have that work chat. Who in here has that friend? That's like the work chat friend. I can go to them. They understand. All right. Well, this person here today, our guest speaker, is that friend to Aaron and Candace. He's a fellow pastor and they can talk to and they get it. And he's been a friend of Freedom Valley for over the years. He is from Freedom Life Church. Would you guys please help me welcome Jeff Dean this morning? Oh, it's also his first time. It's his first time here preaching at Freedom Valley, right? Actually, actually, my second. I Your did, second. I did speak at the youth ministry years ago. Okay, well, that was welcome a way, back. That was Take it back. away. Well, no, thank you so much, Isaiah. Uh, thank you all. It's also so glad to be here today with you guys. Like uh, Pastor Isaiah said, I'm from Freedom Life Church uh, back in Lancaster County. Uh, pastor Sam Masteller is my lead pastor. I believe he was here a few weeks ago bringing the word to you guys, and he's such a, a great uh, man of God. And But we also want to honor your pastors here, Pastor Candice and and Aaron, they do such a great job here. And uh, we just want give them a hand as well. Yeah, as they lead this church, the vision they have for it, God's doing amazing things. And, and I know that God has a lot in store for 2023. Amen? Amen. Awesome. I just want to, uh, uh, t- today is I believe that God wants to do something amazing in your life. I believe that your mind's going to be blown. You hear that saying like what, mind blown? I believe that God has a word for you. And I just want to, before we get into uh, the message, just want to say a quick word of prayer. If you could bow your heads with me. Jesus, we thank you so much that you are King and Lord today. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move, that God, we have ears to hear what you want to say to us that you would change us, and that you rearrange us where we need to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, as like, like I said, Pastor Sam is my lead pastor, and I'm on staff there. I serve as the online campus pastor. And we had a staff meeting um, this last past week, the first of the year. And I'm sure the staff here has their, their meetings. And um, Pastor Sam brought up the E word. Like, what the heck is the E word? It's the one before the F word, but I'm saying it's the E, the E word. That word is exercise. Exercise. Who loves that word? You know, I had a moment when he met, he said, man, we, I think we, it's would be good for you guys to start exercising. And I, I kind of the communicate, I would give this like emoji. You put that emoji up real quick. If you have that on the, on the back there. Yeah, it's like, Exercise, yeah. I love to exercise. Um, I don't. I don't exercise. Um, my wife would love for me to exercise. I've expanded it in the ministry since I've been in ministry for over 20 years. Not in the right way, trust me. And um, But that's a goal. We have our series called Goals. And God wants to, to make us healthy spiritually, emotionally, and physically in 2023 because he has something for you to do. We just we just don't sit back and relax. We have a mission. We're on a mission from Jesus himself to, to reach people, right? To share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, 
I remember last year, God, I got an epiphany moment of how out of shape I was. We went to Dream City Church in Arizona at their Dream Conference, and uh, it's in Phoenix, Arizona, and there they have Prayer Mountain, okay? This is big type of mountain that you walk up to, and you actually have to climb, and uh, up top of that mountain, you get to pray and look over the valley. Awesome. If you ever want to go there, I encourage you to go there to uh, Prayer Mountain, but I have a picture uh, a couple pictures you can put those up, but it's a, it's a kind of a climb. I mean, you're you're going up there, and uh, for me, I just I was like, man, I could do this, no problem. Halfway up, I am huffing and I'm puffing, and I'm like, I gotta take a break, so I'm there. And um, no, did you have those pictures yet? I just want, if you don't, that's fine. Of Prayer Mountain, and uh, so I'm up there. I get I get to the top. And everyone's like around, they're praying, they're looking out, and I am just like this. <sighs> I'm like literally for 15 minutes. I thought I needed oxygen. I'm telling you, people around me looking at me like I was gonna die. Um, and then there's there's me at the top of Prayer Mountain. And I think people had that emoji face. If you could put that back too, they were like, "What's this guy doing?" You know, this guy's going to die up here. We're going to have to carry him down all the way down this mountain or drag me. Um, I just knew then, man, I let, like, goals. We need goals to get in shape. I knew, man, I, I have to start making some changes as I get older. And we all do. We all have to change. We all have to grow, wherever that may be. God doesn't want, doesn't want you to stay the same, right? If you, do, if you stay the same, you're stagnant. You won't grow. We're called to grow. And uh, another thing is, too, is uh, God just begins to teach you different things. We have this 5K race every, every year called the Freedom 5K. And they're like, man, are you going to run? I hate running. Are you going to run? Um, no, I'll serve. That's, I'm a serve guy. I'll just come in, we'll, i pick up the stuff, I'll set up, you know, it's for human trafficking, you know, we, we, it's A21, great cause, great things, we've done it for many years, and, uh, they said, you know what, and I was like, no, I got a bad hip, which I do, I'm not lying, I do have a bad hip, but you know, we do make excuses at times, right, for not reaching our goals, for not moving forward and growing, and, uh, sometimes it's because we don't understand maybe, what we're called to, or we don't, we, we're not in the right place, all right? Maybe we're moving forward, we have tunnel vision, we're not, have the right focus. And uh, this morning, I want to get your focus a little bit, attention, I, could, I think God wants your focus. And um, speaking of races, uh, who loves to watch races? Any part, any NASCAR fans here? Couple, couple, NASCAR fans. Um, I'm not one, but that's okay. But I like to watch the Olympics. Who likes to watch the Olympics? Track and field, the sprints, all that stuff. Um, maybe in the pool, the swim races, whatever. We have a, like a local farm my, my son worked at. It's called Cherry Crest Farms, and they actually have pig races. Are there any pig races around here? But what's the best part of the race, though? Is it the start or is it the finish? It's the finish, right? We're rooting for the, the person to win or the animal, whatever you, whatever it is. And you're like, man, we wait, we cheer. It's at the end. Boom. You know, we were waiting for someone to win. That's the best part of the race. And, uh, 
Ever, ever watched a relay race before? Anyone in track and field? Or was track and field? You know, the relay race where you have to pass the baton. The four by one is like the, like the most popular relay race there is. You see it in the Olympics from time to time. And, um, there's a, there's a guy, I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Usain Bolt. Anyone who, he's like the fastest person alive. Okay. And I have a picture of him. I don't know if they're going to show it. Um, he's like the fastest man alive. It is, oh, it didn't show up. Oh, there he is. Dude, he's from Jamaica and he could fly. And I'll give you some stats on him. Uh, Usain Bolt of Jamaica is the fastest person. He, he set the world record in the 100-meter sprint at 9.58 seconds. He also ran history's fastest anchor leg. Like, what is the anchor leg? Well, the anchor leg is the final position in a relay race. Typically, the anchor leg of the relay is given to the fastest or most experienced competitor of a team. Athlete completing the anchor leg of a relay is responsible for making up ground on the race leader, or preserving the lead already secured by their teammates. They're the last person to get the baton, right? They've got to bring it home. They're count, they have to make it up. I mean, these are like the strongest racers. Usain Bolt is, is, has the fastest anchor leg ever. And as we begin this new year, 2023, I want to want you to realize that you and I, all of us, are running a race, all right? And we have heaven cheering us on. Hebrews 12.1, let's, let's go to the scripture here. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight. That slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. As we begin this series, spiritual goals or hashtag goals, everyone's goal should be to win the race, the race that God has called us to. You see, we have a personal race, a purpose, uh, it's a calling. We also have an us race, okay? In us race. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, he says, don't you re realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets prize. So run to win. We're called to win. We're going to win in 2023, amen? Because we're going to run the race to win. You see, the prize is heaven. The prize is Jesus Christ himself. That is the goal, to spend all of eternity with your precious Savior. The Savior that what? Took, had the crown of thorns on his head, right? That was crucified, was beat for you and for, for me. He shed his blood on the cross. And he rose again on the third day. He's alive forevermore, and we will see him in heaven, right? We will see him in heaven. You see, are you running the race to win the prize? I think that's the question. Are we just nonchalantly just jogging through? The Apostle Paul, just before he entered heaven, he said from a prison cell, he said, 2 Timothy 4, 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Man, Paul was like, man, I did it. Just before he went to see Jesus, I mean, I, I finished the race. I've kept the faith. 
He didn't quit on his race. He finished it. He was faithful to the end. I would consider him a GOAT nominee, okay? What's the GOAT? It's the greatest of all time, and it was the Apostle Paul. And this morning, my prayer is that you realize that you have a race to run. In a sense, you have a bigger race, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. See, there have been many great racers that have gone before us. In Hebrews chapter 11, this chapter, it's called the Hall of Faith, all right? The Hall of Faith because these people, they ran their race to win. They faced many obstacles, but they never quit. So I want to begin reading uh, Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verses 32 to 39, and we're going to talk about some of these Hall of Faithers, or Hall of Famer racers, I would call. It says this, I sh- it says this, I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promise for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts. Turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who were under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, a better resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and dungeons. We have story of those who are stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth and animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless, The world didn't deserve them, making their way as best as they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. Did you catch that? None of them got their hands on what was promised. Hmm. Have you ever received, excuse me, have you ever not received what was promised? You're doing everything right, and yet everything is going wrong. You may be in this room today, and you've experienced some of that. Maybe your son or daughter, you raised in church, you, you, you kept them here, they received all their life, and yet when they graduate high school, they walk away from their faith. You think, what, what happened? Or maybe God heals you of a sickness or disease and you're like, or cancer, and you're like, man, praise God. And not so long afterwards, it, it comes back. You're like, what is going on? Or maybe you longed for a child and you couldn't get pregnant and all of a sudden you got pregnant. You're like, the joy of the Lord and you got the promise in you. A miscarry happens. You're like, what is going on? Have you not received what was promised? But I'm going to tell you that there's great news and there's hope today. The verse doesn't end there. They didn't receive their promise, all these heroes of faith we just mentioned. But verse 40 changed the story. Hebrews 1140 says, God had a better plan for us, that their faith 
and our faith would come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Did you get that? Let me explain. God had planned something better. See, nothing can stop God's plan. No devil, no circumstance, no nation, no sickness, lack of faith. It can't stop it. No relationship, no emotion can't block it. God had planned something better. God does not react, he acts. Listen, he knew you before you were in your mother's room and gave you a promise, a calling, a race to run. If you don't get God's plan in you, guess what? Then you'll become what others say you are. You will run the wrong race. I think my heart today wants to communicate to you, and I think the, God has a word for you today, is like, do you get who you are? Do you understand what God spoke about you? That verse says their faith and our faith would make one complete whole. See, these, these heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, and since the beginning, they were the first part of the story. That they were the start of the race, the start of this huge relay in a sense. And listen, we are the last. They were the beginning of the race. And we are to finish. We're called to finish it. They had the first part of the baton. It has passed through generations and generations of people like the Apostle Paul and Timothy And now it comes to us in these last days of the church. It's the anchor leg. We're called to bring it home. Is that amazing or what? You were called to bring it home. You could have been born any time, all throughout history and all time, but God had you born right now for this purpose, for such a time as this, to bring it home in these last days. That is exciting. That means you have purpose, that you have a calling, that you are not an accident, that God didn't forget about you. He has you right where you're at, right where he wants you. But some of you start need to start running it. Some of you start running it to win. You got to know, because guess what? Heaven is cheering you on. We are the finish to what they started. I just read through all the things that they went through. And that's just in Hebrews chapter 11. But throughout the church history, we see many people who advanced the gospel. This church here was planted because of someone who was called, right? Who went out in faith. And through years and years and years have reached people with the love and the love of Jesus Christ. You've been transformed, right? Because people have gone before you and they've run the race. The first part of the word was written and it was powerful. But listen, God is writing the last through us. We are part of the story. Do you hear that, church? Get excited. It's 2023. You are a part of that story. That anchor leg, that finish line, it's, 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 it's close. 
it's so amazing. It pumps me up. But there are some people that are discouraged. And we, we see the darkness around us. But I want to encourage you today that we don't walk by faith. We walk, we walk by sight. We walk by faith, right? We walk by faith and not by sight. It's not what we see. But we know God has awesome things in store for us. Some of you have quit. Or maybe you're about to quit on your race. You no longer hear heaven's cheers, but are faced with the reality of your trials. Some of you here have bought into the devil's lie that's not worth it to run. Why run? It's too dark. It's too crazy. Two plus two doesn't equal four anymore. It's not getting better for me. Prices are going up. Corruption and sin are everywhere. There's no way God has something better. That's a lie. He has something better. His, he plans something better with us for the people from the past and, and us in the present. For some of you, your faith is on life support and you're about to pull the plug. I'm telling you this morning, I have a message for you. Don't give up. Don't quit. God has planned something better. Yes, amen. I want to focus today on three heroes of faith, or three racers, as we call them. They, they could have quit, but they chose to run. They chose, they chose to have faith. They, they chose to have courage. They chose to believe God had something better. And I pray that one of you, there are some people here today that's going to fall and relate to one of these people. And today you're going to walk away changed with the revelation of God. That you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna run your life, you're gonna run it to win. Let's start with the first person. He was mentioned in Hebrews chapter eleven. It's Gideon. Good old Gideon. He lost faith and forgot God, but God had a plan. We're gonna we'll read a little bit in the scripture, just talking about his life. Judges chapter six says this: The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. That's not a good start. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in mountains and caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, Goats, cattle, and donkeys. These enemy hordes coming with their livestock and tents were as thick as locusts. Picture that. They were as thick as locusts. They arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they strayed into the land with stripped bears. So the Israel, so Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. And is, then Israel cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. Let me just break this down just a little bit for you. As we open Judges 6, we, fi- we find the nation of Israel coming off a time of really relative ease. Listen, in a sense, the bills were paid, the kids were behaving, and business was as good as usual. Everything's coming up, as you call it, like bed of roses. <laughs> as it tends to happen to all of us sometimes, Israel, they forgot God. 
They became self-sufficient. They didn't need God. So the Lord shook things up by rousing an enemy against them to show them how hard life can be without him. The Bible reports that it was so bad, many of the Israelites left their homes to live in caves and strongholds, fearing for their lives. They lived in fear. Now, some of you may think that, that this America is, is bad, but it's not as bad as what was happening right now in Israel. But you know what Israel did? They woke up. They cried out to the Lord. They realized, you know what? I need the Lord. I need the Lord's help. Thank you. Do you know when you call upon the Lord, everything changes? Everything changes. Romans 10, 13 says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We pick up the story in verse 12 where the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon who is hiding out at the bottom of a rhyme press. He's hiding in the whole ground because he's given up. He's given up. He's in fear. He's no, he doesn't want anyone to see him. Picks up in verse 12. It says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles and our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But the Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you are fighting against one man. See, the angel of the Lord in this passage was actually God himself. God met with him in Gideon's darkest place. And Gideon thought the Lord had abandoned him. But God confirms his plan with his presence. See, he comes to him. Gideon is given an undeniable commission. Told the remarkable results in advance what was going to happen. And promised the unrivaled partnership of the Lord himself. Now what? Faith arose in Gideon. And God used them, the rest of the story is, to defeat the Midianites and rescue Israel. Maybe you're here and you're like Gideon. You're in a hole and you've given up. But listen, God has not forgotten about you. You're a mighty hero. you got to get out of that pit. you got to realize who you are. You're a child of God. And God has a race for you to run. Number two, second racer. I would call him Samson. Listen, he made a huge life-altering mistake, but God still had a plan. See, God always has a plan. Most of you know the story of Samson. He was given supernatural strength from God, and the secret to his strength was what? His hair, right? His hair. Samson's life is hallmarked by some other magnificent events from releasing incinerating foxes to slaying a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. It's pretty amazing. God powerfully used Samson to wreak havoc on the Philistines, which is Israel's enemy. Yet Samson's life was hardly problem-free. 
You see, he was not only a womanizer, but he took for himself a Philistine wife with Delilah. He made some poor choices. He took a wife of the enemy. Think about it. Samson ultimately sold out the power of God for a night of meaninglessness. As a result, the power and strength of God, what? It departed him because the Lord would not allow his power to be cheapened or abused for self-seeking gain. See, there's some issues going on with Samson, and it got him in a lot of trouble. Some of us know the story. He became a slave. They overtake, the Philistines overtake him. He had no hair. He was bound, and he was a slave. The once great and mighty Samson was reduced to hardly anything. But in Judges chapter 16, 22, and 28, it says this, but before long, his hair began to grow back. His hair began to grow back. The Philistine rulers had a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their god, Dagon. They said, our god has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, Bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought from the prison to amuse them. And they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading them, by the hand, place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple, and I, I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, and there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So that he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Amen. Samson, listen. Samson messed up big time, but God, but he received God's reconciliation. He received God's restoration because he prayed. He repented. Even though Samson gave his heart to Deliah, his hair began to grow. God had a plan. He, then God's strength returned to him. In his prayer of repentance, like the scripture says, in his death, he killed more than 3,000 Philistines that were killed among them. Perhaps the reason Samson is one of the heroes of the Bible is because the story mirrors the story of God's people returning, re returning in sync with the heartbeat of God. You know, your mistakes don't forfeit your race. I'm going to say that again. Your mistakes don't forfeit your race. God has a plan. It ain't over till it's over. There is redemption. There is forgiveness. There are second chances and third chances. There is grace and there is mercy for you. You're not out. God wants to use you again. You may say, you know what? I can't do it. I've messed up too much. No, you haven't. God loves you. 
He has a plan for your life. He hasn't forgotten about you. You just need to start having some faith and start running. He's got your back. Number three, last person, as we look to close soon. Woman with the issue of blood. She was suffering and broken for 12 years, but God had a plan. See, this woman's story is just a little bit different than the others. She didn't ask for this pain or the suffering or this illness or this disease. She didn't ask for it. See, we live in a fallen world, and the devil brings sickness and disease. God is not the author of sickness and disease. It's the enemy. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy your life. Jesus provided the blood and his stripes on his back to pay for your sickness and disease, for your healing. There's healing for you today. By his stripes, we are healed. But this woman, the devil wanted to destroy her, but she wasn't going to let that happen. She did not crawl in a hole and wait to die. She did not give up, but held out hope. Hope that something would change. Let's pick it up in Mark chapter 5. It says, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had not, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. and so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she'd been healed from her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that the healing power got out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who, who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Listen, her journey of her healing took her to every doctor she knew. She went everywhere for an answer. She tried everything. Scripture says that she was now broke because she had spent all of her money. Jesus was her last hope. She heard about the Messiah. She heard about the healings that have gone on. And it put hope in her heart, saying, what about, I can get that healing. Maybe I can be healed. She started running that race of faith. Jesus, in the crowd, he was there, and everyone was pressing around him. And he, she touched his clothes. She believed that she would receive healing, and she did. The woman with the issue of blood took a huge risk. In Jewish culture, her bleeding disorder rendered her, what they say, unclean. Everything in anyone she touched was unclean. According to Levitical law, she was not permitted to handle money or food or attend the services of the synagogue. She even can't, shouldn't even was allowed to go to church. She really should not be physically close to anyone and, and certainly not in a crowd of people. 
what she did exposing others to her uncleanliness was a crime, punishable by law. And this is why she could not ask Jesus for healing openly. Instead, she risked her life to ask for her healing secretly. She also could have been crushed to death by the crowd. Scripture says she came trembling, but her courage and her faith was not going to stop her. This was her one shot. She was going to get to Jesus. You see, this woman was in a desperate situation. And this was her absolute last option, an opportunity to escape the situation. So, of course, she clung in faith. And many people in the crowd put their hands on Jesus. But this bleeding woman was the only one who touched Jesus. Her faith was so powerful that it reached God more deeply than anyone else in that crowd. What a hero of faith. She didn't give up. No matter what trials that you are going through in our lives, we can still run the race of faith. Because what? God has a plan. Listen, John Wesley says, without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. God responds to faith. The woman's faith was the key to her healing. And as I close this morning, you may be hearing me say, I, I relate to Gideon. Maybe you've forgotten about God and you're hiding out at home and you're depressed and you don't know what's going to happen. But I'm telling you that God hasn't forgotten about you. You're a mighty hero. And he has a plan for your life. It's time to get out of that pit and run the race. Stop being afraid, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You may relate to Samson. You may feel all like me. You messed it up. You messed up too much. How can God use me? How can God use me again? You may be buried in guilt and in shame. You said, I, just, I, I made my bed. I'll, I'll just lie in it. See, God's not done with you yet. That's the enemy. He's not done with you yet. Just because you make mistake, man, there's so much redemption. He loves you in your mess and wants to forgive you. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Or you may be here, you may relate to the woman with the issue of blood. You've been suffering for a long, long time. You're saying, when is my breakthrough coming? I want to tell you that the breakthrough may depend on you. It's your faith in action. See, that woman went for it. We need to go to Jesus. She went for it. It may depend on you. Faith moves the hand of God, and it's time you run the race of faith. Some of us, we play the victim. Woe is me. We start having a pity party for ourselves. And I, can I be honest with you that it doesn't get you anywhere. I've been there. I didn't like the, 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 the cards that God had dealt with me in, in, in the seasons of my life. Depression came. Anxiety came. You're like, I don't like this. I didn't sign up for this. 
But when you're in that depression, when fear begins to come all around you, it, it leaves you in a state where you're paralyzed. And you have a victim mentality that gets you nowhere. It's only when faith begins to arise, when the Word of God begins to arise and gives you His promises that there's victory, that there's hope, that there's healing, that's forgiveness, that we need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean on, on our own understanding. Acknowledge God in all of our ways that He will make your path straight. See, our, our, our thinking gets in the way, our understanding gets in the way. We do the what ifs and the whys. I'm sure the women with the issue of blood was like, why am I going through this? I spent everything that I've had. And then Jesus comes into all of the scene. She could have stayed home and say, woe is me. I'm always going to be like this. But no, she says, I got to get to him. I got to get to Jesus because he's the healer. He's the Messiah. He's the answer for my problem. Some of you need to run to Jesus. Start running the race of faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Man, he rewarded that woman. He rewarded that woman with healing. Are you desperate enough for a move of God? Are you going to just be a victim? 2023 could be the best year or could be the worst year. That's up to you. That's up to you. Listen, God's going to send revival. He already started. Are you going to be a part of it? Because guess what? Revival starts in you. It starts in your heart. Listen, in the anchor leg that God has called us, us to run, you have the courage to run to be bold in this world or overcome or be overcome or you'll give up. You say, well, it's, it's too hard. Well, we can, what, what the Bible says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That in this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Luke 10, 2 says this, he told them, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Listen, the signs of the times are all around us. God has trusted us to bring it home, to bring in the harvest. The heroes of faith that have gone before us are cheering us on. See, the greater the help, the greater the harvest. In 2023, make it your spiritual goal to run the race and bring in the harvest of souls these final hours of the church. God has planned something better. Everyone say better. You got it. If you just by faith, can you hear heaven cheering you on? He's saying, you can do it. You can run. Start moving. It doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter what you've been through. Starting to run. As I close in prayer this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. Those of you watching online this morning, maybe you're saying, Man, I don't even know what this whole faith thing is. Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to start your faith journey. 
If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and received forgiveness of your sins, or maybe if you walked away from the Lord and you're saying, man, I need to come back to him. I need to get right with God. I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a moment. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you because Jesus is coming back soon and I want you to be in heaven with him. At this time, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you would say, Pastor Jeff, that's me. I want to start my faith journey in Christ. I've never had faith. I've never given my life to Jesus. But today in 2023, I'm going to make that decision. Or maybe you've walked away from God and, and, and you're saying, I'm done with him. I'm angry with him. I want nothing to do with him. And you're saying, you know what? I need to come back. I need forgiveness. I need grace. I need I need the, the love of God. I need you to cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. I want Jesus to do that today, this morning. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand this morning. Anyone in this place would say, you know what? I'm going to give my life to Jesus for the first time or come back to him today. Anyone here? We'll just give you one more opportunity. Anyone here? Amen. Amen. Jesus, we thank you right now. If that's you, we could pray together, those who have raised their hands and those that are, we're going to say this simple prayer. Say, Jesus... Today I choose to follow you. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of my sin. And make me new. I believe that you died on the cross and rose, and rose from the dead for me. Jesus, I live for you. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for making me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, you give, hand up, give it to Jesus. Thank you. I have one more altar call for you guys because I feel that if you fit into any of these racers, you're saying, you know what? I need to start running again. I, I can't stay still. Something's stirred within your heart. I believe God has a word for, for you. He's speaking some directly to you this morning. He's saying, that's me. I'm Gideon, or I'm the woman. I, I want to take that baton, and I want to run, and I want to finish the race. I want to win the prize. If that's you, I just want you to stand this morning. If you're saying, you know what, I want to be one of those. I'm going to ask you to stand. Yeah, boldness, because there's action. There's action involved. Thank you so much for standing. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to run to win in 2023. I don't care what the news says. I don't care what laws are passed. I want to see God do a new thing in 2023. I'm tired of the old. I'm tired of the complaining. I'm tired of, 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 of what this world has to offer. I'm going all in for Jesus. All to thee in 2023. You got to realize who you are. They were the first, and we are the last. We are the anchor leg. Let's bring it home. In a sense, let's go for the gold. In the last days, the Bible says that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. These are the last days we get to be that. There's last days benefits. There is. 
There's prophecies being fulfilled. We get to see, we're in the generations that are going to see, I believe, the return of Jesus. I mean, all these scriptures and prophecies, they're being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. What these people would have dreamed of when they heard all these things. You got to realize what generation you're a part of. God chose you to run the anchor leg. That is so cool. Just guess what? Yeah, amen. Now it's up to you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for those who have stood today, God, as they're making a declaration to you, God, that they're going to run their race to win, that they're going to take that baton and they're going to win run to win the anchor leg, these final hours of the church. God, that you would use them. God, that, Lord, you would you would do something in them that they've never done before, that dreams and visions. Lord, I prophesy over them now that, that in 2023, that you'd give them a double portion of the anointing that's upon their lives. God, as they go into their workplaces, God, that, Lord, people will feel your presence, that they would be salt and light, and that it would change the atmosphere, that demons would be would flee because of your presence, Lord. I pray that you anoint them with power, God. Jesus, the church got us started with, the, with 120, Lord, but we're this church age is finishing, Lord, and you're, you're, we're going to bring end time revival in this harvest. I pray you'd use these people. You'd use this church to bring in this harvest, Jesus. God, these, that this church would be so overfull with your presence and with your people, God, wanting to hear the gospel, wanting to be changed and saved and transformed, but only by you and your power. There's only one name that men can be saved is through you, Jesus. But Lord, use your people. Use your church. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, declares the Lord. Lord, empower your people to overflowing. God, that when they walk around, God, they will know that they've been with Jesus. Lord, God, use us. Anoint your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen. Tom. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Good word. Offer thee in 23. It's a nice rhyme. I saw a video of a hurdle race. It was a women's race, probably college age. Guns fired. The women start running, and one fell. When you fall in a hurdle, you're done. You're down. I mean, you lost so much time. She got up. And even though it was basically a wide shot in the camera, it wasn't close up, you just felt that grit. And she dug in. And she won. So if you fall in 2023, don't stay down. Get up. And we're going to win. We're going to bring this home. Correct? By the power of the game, men. Let's pray. Oh, 2020, before we do, if you have a thought, bring it back to them. 2020. 20, 2020. Say in the word. 20 second takeaway. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, for your goodness. Lord, we thank you that you are for us. You strengthen us. You encourage us. You are the one who lives through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, please let us know by going to fv.church slash I am in. And remember to download our app for more content and helpful links. 